So for me, something that was really important was trying to really take it one step at a time. There were a couple of times where I put it down and didn't touch it for months at a time. And I do think that's why it took so long to finally publish it. But once I kind of set um, deadlines for myself and they were very manageable deadlines at first, Mm. I felt like maybe they were too small, you know, like small chunks to work on at a time. Mm. Um, It was nice to be able to take, you know, a month to only go over so many pages or so many paragraphs because Mm. that way, if I didn't necessarily want to devote as much time to it and spend maybe more time with friends and family, I was able to to do that and not feel like I was putting on the back burner. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has grown several uh, startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And today we have another great guest episode or expert guest episode, but expert episode. And we have Sana James on here, and she will be talking a little bit about self-publishing. And, you know, why is that important? Well, one is if you're in the book or the, you know, if you're writing your book or something of that industry certainly is an, an interesting topic to be on, but even more so, you know, at least from my, my opinion, working with a lot of startups is what you're always trying to do is establish authority. You're trying to show that, you know, what you're talking about on the topic. So people will come to you for advice and to hire you and whatnot. And one of the best ways to do that is to publish a book. And every, every, whenever you publish a book, people automatically think you're smarter than you are and that you know more than what you do. And you can, uh, and so that's kind of one of the motivations I think for a lot of startups and small businesses is to, you know, if you're doing that to publish a book. So thought it'd be great to have Sana on here. She'll share a little bit more about what that process was like for her things to know, things to avoid and everything else. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Sana. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So yes, my name is Sana James and I did recently self publish a book. It's been a great experience. It is not my full-time job though, or revenue source. So I do have a wonderful job where I manage social media platforms and digital advertising. But for me, I wanted to publish a book because it was kind of a form of therapy. I came from a culture where sharing insecurities and problems were not really accepted because they could affect family reputation. So I kind of just wrote a journal with um, sharing my thoughts on what I was going through and things I felt like I couldn't really handle on my own as a way of therapy. And then a couple of years later, when I felt more comfortable sharing my experiences with others, I wanted to see what my options were and self-publishing worked perfectly for me. And it's been super easy and I can update um, my version as much as I want. So it's been a perfect fit for my needs. No, I think that gives a, a a great background. So now let's let's dive into the self publishing. So you and I think as you mentioned, you kind of started out. Hey, you were, you didn't necessarily intend to self publish. You were writing a journal on your computer, and I, you know we chatted before, and you say this was kind of an outlet for yourself. And then you at one point you decided, hey, this you know this may be something that's beneficial in that to other people. And so you said, how do how do I go to self publish? So walk us through kind of what is the self publishing route, or what is the way that you know you, let's say because you get a lot you know and i know i ask question i'll give you a second answer just a second um but you know you have a lot of businesses let's say it's you know whether it's a journal or even if you have a lot of blog articles on your website right and you've written a whole bunch of different you know information on your website or you do a whole bunch of podcasts and then you have them transcribed or anything of that you know there's a lot of different avenues to generate the content so what's kind of what was that process like to go to the self-publishing route 
That's a great question. And I honestly knew nothing about it before I started. So I'm definitely hoping this is helpful. Um, mm. It was actually a lot easier than I thought it would be. I actually published through Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing, and it's a mm. free way to self-publish. It gets it to the market fast. So the actual process of publishing takes less than five minutes, if that. It's mm. just the getting the manuscript ready and your cover images and everything like that ready and upload it. And then once you get everything submitted through the platform, it takes just about a day or two to get approved and then it's up and live and ready to go. And you also have the option to set your own prices, which is really nice. So I tried to price it as low as I could because my intention wasn't to make a living off of it, but rather to share my story. So I was really thankful I had the flexibility to set my own price. And then you also have the option to have an ebook available and a print book. So I kind of wanted to do both. I felt like I worked really hard on my book. So I wanted mm. a physical copy. So I was really glad that I could do that. And I was able to get it at cost after mm. I published it. And for digital, as soon as people buy it, it shows up. But for um, print, you have to order it and have them make it. So it takes a little while to get there, but it's nice to have both options available at free. So did, now you said with Amazon, they'll actually, they'll take it and make, generate a hard copy for you in addition to the, doing the digital stuff. So you have the option to do both ebook and um, print. So for print, it takes a while to ship just because they print it um, on demand. And for ebook, it's really nice because um, as soon as it gets approved from their end, it's up and available. And, and they also provide templates if you don't feel the most comfortable creating your own cover. Um, I personally did create my own cover, but they all of the templates that I saw were really great, really professional. You can use any of their photos if you don't have any photos available and just add in your title and personalize it. No, I think that I, I and I wasn't aware. I, I mean, I always think of Kindle as being an you know an ebook reader and that type of a thing, and so I would have just would think, oh, Amazon or Amazon Kindle would have just you know been a, an an ebook platform. But that's interesting that they allow you to do also the print and help out on that way. So that's a that's a cool avenue. Now, I think one of the things that you mentioned is you were and if and correct me if I'm wrong, but as you were you know editing your book and you're trying to you know get it ready to actually go publish, you uh, reached out to people on LinkedIn and hired someone to help you do the editing process. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So initially, I guess I can share my full process. <laughs> so <laughs> it became it was mostly a journal entry is kind of how I put all my thoughts together, hmm. and so I had to change that over to a book format. And so I did that on my own. And I actually started off by sharing it with a few friends and just seeing if it was even worth turning into a book. I fortunately got a lot of great feedback, which was really nice. And I do think I got my book to a better place before I, um, mm. before I created that job listing on LinkedIn. And after I felt a little bit more comfortable with what I had put together, I reached out to a few people that had responded to my job posting on LinkedIn. And I was able to hire an editor that just fit my needs based on time commitment, how much I could afford to pay every month. And she was willing to meet me in person, which was really helpful for me as well, because I did need some handholding through this process with being new to everything. Mm. And after I hired her, we, we met about once a month. I gave her a certain word count to review, and she did a great job with filling in gaps that I hadn't thought about because I would fill them in in my mind when I was reading through them without realizing. And she also helped me take out certain portions that didn't necessarily add to the story that I was happy to take out. So it was a great experience working with her. No, that's awesome. So I would assume, but I'll ask the answer anyway, uh, or ask the question anyway, not the answer. Um, 
when you was it beneficial so you were you, you know kind of and that's what i would assume a lot it, it kind of said it, you know you were taking a specific where you did a journal but i think that there's a lot of overlap with again people that are doing podcasts blogs they've done other articles and they're saying hey we've got a lot of content now how do we do that i would assume having you having gone through the process that it was beneficial or worthwhile to have an editor is it was it worthwhile is it something you think you could have done yourself or is it worthwhile on that or that low uh, for that position to have to hire someone else or to have that outside or outside perspective? That's a great question. I honestly think it depends on each person's needs. For me, I think it was really important to have an editor because I wanted to do, or I wanted to publish this with as much effort as I could put behind it. So it comes off as professionally as possible. Mm. And while I have a background in designing websites and, graphics and things. I did feel comfortable designing my own website and designing my cover, but I did not feel comfortable um, necessarily building out longer form content. And so I, for me, it was very helpful. And I don't think I would have felt comfortable publishing without that expertise. Mm. So I'm definitely glad I took that route. <laughs> no, and I, and I think that I like, I think that your answer certainly makes sense. And I like that in the sense that I think that you have to be willing to know your where your strengths are and where you can do it yourself and or add value and where you're better off to bring somebody else in, right? And, and that's kind of what you said in the sense that, hey, I can do some of the graphic design, I could do a website or I can do the book cover and I'm comfortable with that. But editing is probably not my strong suit or I don't know what I should be editing or, you know, to your point almost, you know, and I, I'm very guilty of that when I read and when I write something, your mind starts to fill in the gaps or my mind goes quicker so I don't realize that I'd miss things or I didn't clearly as clearly explain things because when I, even when I read through it, you know, you, you, your mind tends to fill in those gaps. So it, it certainly, I think makes sense to have that editor that can come in and their mind doesn't fill in the gaps because they're not the one that wrote it and make sure that, it, you know, it's, it gives a polished product. So now let's say, so you did the, the book editing, anything else along the way before you published that you had any other assistance or help with or things that people should consider? Yes. So Personally, I tend to have an issue when I take on a larger project of getting really overwhelmed. And mm. sometimes I just want to give up if I feel like it's too much to add on to my normal full time workload or other things that I value spending time on in life, then I, I tend to get kind of burned out. So for me, something that was really important was trying to really take it one step at a time. There were a couple times where I put it down and didn't touch it for months at a time. And I do think that's why it took so long to finally publish it. But once I kind of set um, deadlines for myself and they were very manageable deadlines at first, mm. I felt like maybe they were too small, you know, like small chunks to work on at a time. Mm. Um, it was nice to be able to take, you know, a month to only go over so many pages or so many paragraphs, because mm. that way, if I didn't necessarily want to devote as much time to it and spend maybe more time with friends and family, I was able to, to do that and not feel like I was putting it on the back burner. So that was something that was really <laughs> helpful for me and something that I had struggled with at the beginning, for sure. No, and I think that's a, a good way to approach things, though, because oftentimes if you say, no, I got to write a whole book, it becomes overwhelming, or how do you get through it all? And, you know, taking that as a, let's at least do something, get it in manageable bites, and you'll still make that progress, you'll still be moving it forward without getting overwhelmed or just giving up. So I think that's a good by, or a, a good thought to, to, to have as people are, are thinking about how they might approach it. And I think one of the things we also talked about before, uh, before we jumped onto the podcast for a few minutes was um, budgeting 
budgeting. He talked about a little bit about budgeting up front or planning it out and what that might look like. So maybe give a people a bit of an insight as to kind of what budgeting might look like or what they might want to consider. Right. Budgeting is definitely super important um, when you are hiring someone to help you with a bigger project like that. If, um, I mean, not everyone has to take the route of hiring an editor. So that's one thing that I really love about Amazon KDP Mm. is that it's really easy and uh, and it's free of cost to upload um, anything you want. So if it's easier for you to just upload, um, if you just want to kind of get your work out and you don't mind as much about these other things, then definitely take that route. But for me, since I really did want to hire an editor who was a pro at um, dividing it up into, you know, digestible bits and making it really understandable for a reader that doesn't know me. Um, I, I hired someone who was able to work with my budget. So that's something that was really important to me when I was kind of speaking with people that had submitted a, uh, an application through my listing. And mm. for me, it honestly came down to just being able to pay two to $300 a month. And with the editor that I hired, she had a, a cost per mm. word And so I just kind of would break it down and let her know how far I wanted her to edit. And I had my manuscript in a Google doc. So it was really easy for me to just kind of mark off where I'd like her to stop for that month. And it was a great process for me because she would work on a small chunk um, a month at a time. And I would be able to do the same without feeling like I had to give up a lot of time or Mm. give up things that I wanted to do. So I, yeah, that's personally how I budgeted (laughs) No, I think that's that make, makes complete sense, and I think that again, it's kind of hey, let's let's figure out how many, how big I want this to be, or how long I want it to be, and then have it on that per word basis makes it so it's understandable how much this is going to cost you, as opposed to an open ended check. Right, and just one more thing that came to mind as well. I really wanted a promotional video when I launched my book, mm. so that was another thing that I had to take into consideration. I hired a photographer for the photos for my book cover and for photos throughout the book as well. So that was another $400 that I had to save up. Luckily, I had planned it in advance, so I was spending some time saving that. And then for the promotional video, I I was going to do a 30-second video. And then once I put together everything I wanted to say to promote it, it ended up being a minute. So that was another $600. So just something to keep in mind if you are planning that it is a longer-term project. So there is time to save money for things like that if if those are things that you want to add on to your launch. Hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. So now you you get all of that, you get the book edited, you get you work with the editor, you get the graphic art, everything pulled together that you need to to self publish. That now you, and you go through Amazon, you say, hey, it's a, a quick five minute process. You decided, you know, hey, I want to make this cheaper so it's more uh, a, a, within reach of people and it, it'll make it you know more approachable. So you get all of that, you get it up on Amazon. So how did it go? And you know, what were the things you learned kind of after you initially got it uploaded or how did you promote it? How did you get the word out there? Did you get the word out there? Did you promote it or kind of how did that go? Yeah, I did really make an effort to promote it as much as I could. So I created a separate Instagram account just for my book. And Mm. I went through this website called Cameo where you can get celebrities to talk about whatever you want or get birthday shout outs and, um, they're typically for birthdays or just um, exciting moments in life. And so I reached out to a couple people and paid, it wasn't very much. It was honestly 50 to $75 per person that I chose. They can be a bit higher, but I chose ones that were around that range because that's Mm. kind of what my budget looked like. And so once I was able to get those videos back the day of launch, I promoted, I put some money behind them and, and targeted an audience of that actor or that singer 
wherever they came from, because if my, my thought was, if they, they are speaking of it, they're someone who has this credibility and has this uh, positive association with them. And so I, I wanted um, that approach um, as a way that the audience was reaching them mm. or getting the message. But then I also just put some money behind the video that I had created because I did hire someone who's very talented. It was a great quality video. It um, in 60 seconds kind of embodied what I wanted to share with my book. So I put some money behind that as well. Mm. And um, I think those were the bigger things that I that I made an effort to, to include in my launch. I didn't release any of this until the launch day. So I picked a day that I knew I could devote some time to. And I just kind of sat, you know, sat at my computer ready to have all of these assets um, posted as soon as I hit that time that I had started a countdown for on my personal social channels. And so it was, I like to think that it was a successful launch. I ordered 30 copies as well of my book and signed them and got some cards as well, thanking people for their order um, mm. as a way to kind of create some excitement around that day of launch and kind of make it into a bigger deal. And so I do think that that drove um, Amazon buys as well, because when mm. I ran out of those copies, I drove people to my Amazon page. So I do think it's a, it's a good idea to create a lot of hype around the day that you are launching and actually create a launch date versus just throw it out there and, hope for the best. <laughs> I've continued to get mm. some buys, but um, I'm lucky to have s- some very supportive people in my life. So they kind of helped me create that hype and drive some of those purchases. Well, awesome. So now I'm going to ask the question. So you've done all this. We've gone through kind of what your experience is, things to know, things to consider. Would you do it again? Was it a worthwhile project? Was it a, you know, a waste? Of, I doubt it's, you're going to say it's a waste of time, but it was a waste of time or what would, you know, people are trying to get on the fences. Hey, should I do this? Should I self-promote? Should I self-publish? And those type of things. Is it something that, you know, is rewarding or worthwhile or is it something that they should, you know, put on the back burner? So for me, yes, it was definitely worthwhile. And I honestly wasn't sure if it would be when I was going through the process, even after I hired an editor and put money into it, I still wasn't sure if it'd be worth it. But Mm. once I actually self-published and held my book in my hand, it was like therapy. And I found myself, this is probably kind of silly, but even when I went to therapy, I found myself still not giving the full truth to the therapist because I was worried, you know, in the back of my mind, I had that thought of, is this going to get out? Are people going to find out about these issues? And I kind of had Mm. my mom's voice in the back of my mind about not being able to share these things growing up. And so there was something about holding the book in my hand that made me feel like I had overcome a lot of those struggles. So Mm. yes, for me, it was totally worth it. Um, I would definitely hope it would be for anyone else who's doing it. It is a lengthy process. So um, I, I just understand that it's not necessarily for everyone, but I do recommend getting your word out there. It's really exciting to even have one or two people reach out to you and say, hey, what you wrote made a difference in my life. Mm. And I didn't write it necessarily to be inspiring or anything like that. If I can be, that's really exciting for me. But um, it was definitely to help me get through the struggles that I went through. So mm. um, yeah, I'm definitely you know super excited about the fact that I was able to find a way to publish. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. No, and, I, and that's the answer. I, I doubted that you were going to say it was a, a waste of time, but I figured I'd ask anyway. So was we, as we start to wrap up, you know, any other thing that if people are, that should, they should be aware of thinking about if they're looking to do the self-publishing route, any other tips that uh, we haven't touched on? Um, I do think budgeting is the biggest thing. Um, if 
if you do want to take the route of having a website and having um, someone maybe help you with photography needs and the and the cover, any design needs and editing needs. Um, personally, when I first started working on this, I had no idea the cost that would go into the cost of it mm. and the money that would have to go into it for me to really make it what I wanted it to be. I mean, once again, you don't need to put all of that money into it to publish through Amazon KDP, but I knew I wanted to do that. So mm. that was a little bit overwhelming. So that's just something that I think I would reiterate to, to try to plan out in advance and keep in mind when you're going into this. <laughs> all right. Well, I definitely encourage everybody to, to take all the advice and the thing. And I said, I've been, I'm, I'm a cheerleader in the, in the corner in the sense that, you know, everybody is always trying to in, especially in business, if we're now to translate this order of business, you're always trying to establish yourself as the authority for somebody that people can trust that they can come to and that they will actually want to use your service. And, you know, used to be back in the day before the internet and the everything else that, you know, it was, you know, you'd either go look you up in the yellow pages or they would look you up on the commercials or the ads on the bus or the billboards. And now today it's a lot more of that personal story and making that connection and why they would want to work with you, not just because your expertise, but because they like you as an individual and they like how you're approaching things. And I think one, one of the things that's an easy way to establish yourself as your authority that many people don't take advantage of is to publish a book, to actually have something that they can say, oh, he he made a book. He's got to know what he's talking about. And it's a much easier process as Sana walked you through than I think a lot of people do. So I'd certainly encourage everybody to do it. Was people want to now we've talked all about the book, where do they find it? What is it called? Where or what's the best way to reach out to you to connect up with you to find out more about you, your book and everything else you have going on? Thank you. Yeah. So my book is available on Amazon. It's called Exposed. And if you just look up Exposed by Sana James, it should come up. My website is sanaexposed.com. So also super simple. I have links there to my Instagram page, which is sjames.book. And I also have an email address. I'd love to answer any questions about self-publishing and just be anyone's cheerleader as well. It's a a really exciting feeling for sure. So um, my email is hello at sanaexposed.com. Mm. And yeah, you don't have to write a super lengthy novel or anything to be published or to feel the need to feel like you have something worth publishing. So even if it's something short, it's still exciting to be published. And yeah, that's a way to get in contact with me for any questions. I'd be happy to answer them. And I love connecting with new people. So Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage everybody to reach out to you, pick up the book, read or find out more about you. And, uh, and certainly, uh, anytime you can get a cheerleader in your, in your corner, it's always worthwhile. So, well, thank you for coming on the podcast for, uh, sharing a bit more of your experience and, uh, give, imparting some of your knowledge as you've gone through your own journey. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you either have expertise that you want to share or you just want to come on and share a bit more about your journey as being a founder or co-founder, feel free to go to inventivejourneyguest.com. Love to have you on. If you are a um, listener, make sure to click subscribe on the, your podcast listener so you get a, a notifications as all our awesome episodes come out. And last but not least, if uh, you ever need help with patents or trademarks, feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Well, thank you again, Sana. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun and uh, wish you even the, the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs>